Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to the Latter House Bible Enrichment Hours, where the overseer is none other than Dr. Shelton D. Carter. We thank you for joining us tonight for our um, Latter House Bible Enrichment Hour. We hope that you've had a wonderful day, that God has shined on you and been merciful to you uh, and just giving you everything that you need today to uh, be happy and, 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 and glorify his name. Today we're going to just uh, open up with a little music here I wanted to play for you. Yeah, I wanted to play it and uh, get you, get us uh, in the mood for Thanksgiving and uh, and praise his name tonight just for a second. Uh, I wanted to say hello to everyone and see how everyone is doing tonight. Uh, God bless you and uh, listen to this as we go forth tonight.
Well, as we are coming up on this Thanksgiving season, I just wanted to share with you that I am so, so grateful that God has favored me, that God has given me life, health, and strength, that God has favored me with a family and children that love me, that care for me, and want to uh, just make everything all well for me. I am thankful and grateful for just being alive. I am just grateful for a job. I am grateful for life, health, and strength. I am grateful that he loves me, and there is no greater love than God's love. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God shows his his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an anointing sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also are to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he is in us. He has given us of his spirit, and we have seen and testified that the Father has seen his Son in, to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Confidence on the day of judgment. This is how love is made, complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. We, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. For we love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother or sister, is a liar. For whoever does not love have his brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and their sister. Thank you. May God have a blessing on the hearers and doers of his holy word. Dear God, tonight we come, we just thank you for another day. 
Father, we are so grateful that you have given us life, health, and strength. We are so grateful that you have loved us through this day, up until this time, up until this hour. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to just say thank you. We thank you for all the things that we take for granted from day to day, Father. We thank you that you just continue to pour out your love and your spirit on us that we may grow in your word and in your truth. Father, we thank you for allowing Granny's Place and Beverly Beasley, who sponsors this show, uh, for her and her and the opportunity to just come before your people and spread the word, the gospel, the good news, the gospel of God. We just thank you, God. We don't ask for anything tonight. We're just here to praise you and lift up your name and say thank you for your goodness and your mercy. As we come upon this Thanksgiving season, we realize that every day is a Thanksgiving day. We realize that Every day that we open our eyes, every day that we breathe, every day that we walk, every day that we talk, we feel, we have our being, God, we are in our right mind. It's a day of thanksgiving, Father. And I just thank you for that, Father. Father, I do come tonight asking you to bless the latter house, expand their territory, dear God. We ask that you be with Pastor um, Dr. Shelton Carter and Guide his footsteps to God. Keep him in your will. Keep him in your way. Bless him as he goes forth, spreading the good news of you, dear God. Keep his family, dear God. Keep him, God. Keep his mind. Keep his body. Keep his finances, God. And just walk and talk with him, God. You have anointed your man of God to be who you have him to be, God. Give him strength. Give him courage. Let him just do the things that you have set his hand to do, Father. And we thank you for it, dear God. We thank you for the members of the Lila House, Father. Would you bless them one by one, name by name, Father, then bless them as a whole, Father. Keep them, God. Strengthen them, God. If they need healing, heal them, God. If they need financial blessings, Bless them, God, if they need physical or mental or any of their needs, God, that you can, that you see, that you know about about your children of the latter house, God, please bless them and keep them in your will and in your way. Dear God, we just thank you. We just say thank you. We just want to say thank you tonight. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. Father, we just come to you tonight and into your throne, Father, and in your asking you that you just keep us, keep our mind, keep our hearts, keep us, Father, as we go from day to day. And Father, we ask that on this Thanksgiving week that you go ahead and provide for us everything that we need. Father, just give us hope, give us courage, give us love, protect us, be with us, and stand by us. And, God, for you know that we want to do your will and your will only, Father. Help us to walk in love and in peace and encouragement of each other, Father. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, we do pray. 
Amen and thank God. Well, good evening, family. Good evening, family. Good evening, family. Thank you for joining me tonight on uh, the Ladder House Bible Enrichment Hour. We're here every Tuesday night for what we call Double Dip Tuesday. We're here to just fellowship with one another and to uh, be in enjoy the words and the fellowship that we have. So, God, we just thank you. Uh, we just say hello to you and um, ask that if you have anything you want to share with us tonight or if you just want to say hello, uh, the floor is open. Feel free to go ahead and say hello. And let me know if you're hearing me. Uh, see, we have a couple of listeners on, so would you just tell me if you can hear me? Is anyone there? Can you hear me? Hello? Uh, If anyone here is there, the floor is open. is open. Good evening, good evening. This is Antoinette from Linwood. All praises and honor goes to our Heavenly Father for today. I just want to say, Lord, I thank you. Uh, this is this is it was I had a rough weekend. Um on Friday I took I had to take my mom to the hospital and they sent her home on hospice. Uh doctor said they gave her two days, but I thank God because today is Tuesday, and she's still here. Right. She's stronger than ever. <laughs> thank so you, I, Lord. I just continue to lift up the Howard family as we really, truly appreciate life and what God has blessed us with. Um, she still has a memory. She's still witty and, you know, know who she is. She knows her name. She knows people's names. So I just thank and praise God that I'm able to experience a miracle for the second time. Yes, you know he's in the miracle (laughs) working business. Yes. Amen. And we thank God for you. For her, and we thank God that He is sparing her and keeping her here to be with the family. So that's that is a miracle within itself. So we thank God, and we'll be praying with you and for you, for your mom, and thank you so much for sharing that with us. Because if we don't know, we don't know what to pray for and how to pray. So uh, thank you very much for sharing that. So as I was saying that um, we're here every uh, Tuesday night for Double Dip Tuesday, which you know that Monday through Friday we are on at 8 a.m. Central Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time for our New Day call. Um, 
every uh, Monday through Friday, and uh, we just have a good time fellowshipping on in the that in the morning, uh, um, Monday through Friday. In we have we have a thing where we say everyone bring one. So we're asking that when you come on on uh, in the in the morning at eight or at six a.m., bring someone with you. Tell them about the new day call. Tell them about the Ladder House Bible Enrichment Hour. Let's go ahead and invite our friends and our loved ones to listen in in the morning and uh, get their day started with some inspiration, with some testimony, with some health tips, and with just loving on each other and fellowshipping with each other early in the morning, which starts our day off very good and very well. And we we want to have uh, our friends and our loved ones join us so that they can be inspired, so that they can start their day off good. Our founder and overseer is none other than Dr. Shelton Carter. We are here at the Letter House Keep Our Man of God Covered by Praying for Him Daily, and that's on weekends, too. We have set aside a special time of the day, 5.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m., which means whatever time zone you're in, if someone is always praying for our man of God and our awesome network. Uh, we want to thank Doc, uh, God for giving Dr. Carter the vision and the to restore virtue to a society that is barren of spiritual and moral excellence. We believe that as we link with individuals, associations, and corporations, that we will effectively build a network of kingdom advancers and entrepreneurs, manifesting works globally that will be stations of empowerment through media, technology, and other creative platforms in traditional and non-traditional cities. We believe we will effectively reach a multi-ethnic, multicultural generation. We thank God for your partnership, for your attendance, and your seed. And we've been asked that if you haven't sold your $50 that we were asked to see uh, so, we ask that you go ahead and um, contact us at our at the LH Network at gmail.com to find out how to get that seed in. Uh, um, and they can also give you the mailing address to where you want to sow that seed to, uh, send a check or money order. Uh, you can get that information. And also uh, uh, your normal uh, $5 a day or $20 a week, we've been asked to sow that in too also. Uh, so those of you who have not been able to sow, just just contact us, and we'll be happy to get you the information on how to sow your seed. And we just thank God that you're going to do that. So and and help us continue to build um, the letter house. So um, now. It, and we want to uh, go ahead and do the our pastor's prayer tonight. 
uh, pastoral prayer that we, Dr. Carter has given us to pray over him. I'm going to read that. We thank you, Father, for your man, Pastor Dr. Shelton D. Carter and the Latter House Vision. We thank you, Father, that you have predestined him to restore virtue in a society bearing spiritual and moral excellence. We thank you, Father, for directing his steps and giving him a spirit of excellence. Continue to give him a hearing ear to teach and speak the written and revealed word of God to your people. Circumcise his ear for your glory and good pleasure. We declare and decree that no external or internal weapons formed against him will prosper. Every emotional, physical, psychological, financial, or spiritual weapons formed against him are destroyed now. Your word declares that whoever wars against him, that you would war against them. For the weapons of our welfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Therefore, through prayer, praise, worship, prophetic declarations, and every weapon you supply us with, through your Holy Spirit, we declare our pastor free to serve you in the beauty of holiness. For we pull down every stronghold and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God concerning Dr. Shelton D. Carter. Every argument against him we bring down into the captivity and obedience of Christ. On behalf of your son and our pastor, we come against every obstacle of pride that keeps the people of God from intimately knowing him. Every rebellious thought we bring under the subjection of the Lordship of Christ Jesus. Every internal enemy that comes to scatter the flock, seeking to make self-discipline among the congregation, we declare illegal. We speak that your anointing destroys every yoke in his life, over his children's lives and his family and ministry. We declare and decree by the anointing of the Spirit of God that all plans, allowances, strategies, demonic forces, false, evil, and selfish motives are exposed and that every hindrance be removed. Every witch, warlock, soothsayer, both spiritual and natural, be removed off of Dr. Carter and therefore his power broken. Pastor is free from all yokes of bondage, fear, poverty, generational and demonic curses. We resist every spirit that acts as a gatekeeper to his soul. We renounce any further association passed down from generation to generation, biological, physiological, psychologically, spiritually, or any unknown force that comes against him. We, the people of God, declare him blessed, and therefore we communicate in all good things concerning him, according to Galatians 6 and 6. Therefore, we make holy garments for your man, according to your word and command for glory and beauty. We, your people, declare Dr. Shelton D. Carter blessed and abundantly supplied in Jesus' name. Our praise, glory, dominion, and power to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. That is our pastor's prayer that we speak over him 
daily, twice a day at 5.30 a.m. and 5.30 in the afternoon. As I previously said, that we're always covering our man of God. We're always praying for him. And we ask that you do so also. And if you don't have that prayer, you know that you can go to that email address and uh, get that prayer and uh, someone and request a prayer, and someone will be happy to email it to you, to mail it to you, or to send it to you if you don't have it. We also have a uh, another prayer that he has he has given us to pray over ourselves and him. It says, "Father God, this day I release words of faith into the earth, spiritual seed that bring both a spiritual harvest and a natural physical manifestation into my life. I have no cares." For I cast the whole of my cares over on Jesus, for he cares for me. I have no heavy burdens because he's, I've taken Jesus' yoke, which is easy, and his burden, which is light. I will not allow my soul to be cast down, for I put my hope and trust in God. I am above only and not beneath. I am the head and not the tail. I am blessed because coming in and blessed going out. I am one spirit with God, and I abide in him always. I have the mind of Jesus Christ, and the wisdom of God flows in me and through me. My body is the temple of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, for the fullness of God dwells in me. I tread upon serpents and scorpions, and I exercise righteous authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. I am skilled in the word of righteousness, and I call things that be not as though they were. I will not fear what man or spirit can do unto me, because no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Any tongue that rises against me in judgment shall be condemned. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ covers my spirit, soul, and body, and has sanctified me and separated me from the world, the flesh, and the devil. I not only have my senses exercised to to discern both good and evil, but I aggressively come against the kingdom of darkness and spoil every part and scheme Satan has waged against me and those around me. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I take my shield of faith and quench Satan's fiery dart, every fiery dart. I will not be distracted from doing the work of God, and I will not stray to the left hand or to the right. I have sound judgment and discern and discretion and refuse to be deceived by Satan in any way. My mind is sharp and my spirit is keenly sensitive to distract disturbances in the spirit realm. I watch and pray and prevent evil from taking place because the spirit shows me things to come. I am equipped with spiritual armor and weaponry and I am never caught off guard by the wicked one. I sow fruits of righteousness and will never back down from the truth. I am bold as a lion, 
and refuse to be intimidated by the enemy. All things are mine, and I exercise dominion over the earth. I reign in life by Jesus Christ through grace and righteousness. My love weapon casts out fear, and I aggressively love others unconditionally, for love never fails. All of my days are filled with abundance, prosperity, abundance and prosperity, because Jesus is Lord over all. I choose to be a vessel through which his his will can be done in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So I have given you the, read to you the uh, the pastor's prayer and the prayer that we say over ourselves daily. And if you don't have a copy of that, you can also uh, contact us at the network, and we'll be happy to get you a copy of that. So right now... I'm glad that everyone has joined me, and I'm going to ask that if anyone else has any testimony or um, would like to have something to say or any comment or let us know your favorite verse or how uh, Dr. Carter has been enlightening you this week or uh, any any time, or just let us know how you're doing. Just the floor is open. All right. We are open for comments, sharing tonight, family. Uh, Does anyone have anything they want to share with us or just give us a scripture tonight or uh, just talk to us? Yes, I'd like to talk to you, if that's all right, just for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. All right, all right. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. Amen. It is uh, my pleasure as well as grace of God upon my life that uh, has us here tonight. And um, we just want to, since we're already well off into the hour, I want to um, get right into it. Uh, Is there anybody that has their Bible tonight? Amen. Anybody that has their Bible? Yes, I have a Bible. Yes, anybody else? Okay. 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 (laughs) And my point in reference is we're in Bible study tonight, and it is superfluous for us to come to Bible study without a Bible, as well as it is superfluous to go to a construction job without any tools. Um, as you know, I do not teach religiously, nor do I choose to teach religious people. Uh, literally, my attempt in ministry is to cast the enemy out, to cast the spirit of religion out, which is a an enemy of God's people. But however, uh, we I wanted to make our Bible session uh, interactive tonight. And uh, in order to do that, I needed the saints to be prepared and armed tonight to do so. Um, We know that this is blog talk radio, but this is not a talk show. Amen. This is uh, a transmission of the word of God being committed to you all, and we take this very serious. And so 
I will have Bible study with you, Sister Lewis, amen, as unto the Lord. And so I want you to look at Mark, if you would, the gospel Mark. <clears throat> Mark, again, is a synoptic gospel, amen, and synoptic meaning that it carries some of the same events written by different writers, amen, in their different vantage points of the times and events that they had while walking with Jesus. And um, um, and so they're recording these particular incidents. Here, Mark records uh, the story, a man of the fig tree, um, where Jesus cursed this fig tree. And when he did this, he was introducing to us faith, amen, a, a type of faith, if you would, um, there are different kinds of faith. There's saving faith, amen. Um, there's a miraculous faith that God supplies, amen. But then there is a God type of faith or the God kind of faith or the faith that God utilized, amen, when the Bible says that he fashioned the world by faith or he framed the world by faith. He framed it by faith. In other words, God used the vehicle of faith, to bring to pass a world and this level of faith he's committed to us amen and to begin to build and branch out our world if you would uh to this god kind of faith how god used faith amen and so we, it's principle uh, which means that there is some level of understanding you got to have in order to walk in the fullness of faith and so some of the time our faith is not operating at its optimum level, which is literally anchoring and bringing things into the tangible world in order for this world to come into the understanding of the knowledge that God's fragrance, which is his glory, is upon your life manifesting his goodness through the medium and exchange of faith. The Bible says that it is impossible for you to please God without faith. It is impossible. Habakkuk says that the just shall live by not his, my faith or a friend's faith or mother and father's faith, but he says that the just shall live by his faith. In other words, you're going to stay alive. You're going to thrive. You're going to conquer. You're going to rule by the faith you have been given. The issue is the faith you have been given is the faith that you have not operated into its fullness. And so, therefore, this force that is within you is not operating effectively and therefore bringing victory to every single area of your life, maybe because you come to Bible study unprepared. And so you're walking around in ignorance opposed to walking around in the word of knowledge, which is truth. So therefore you can stand flat footed and tell the devil, no weapon formed against me can prosper because in thy word, his word declares this, that, and the other. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? Amen. So in Mark, he's teaching us this type of faith. And I want to read a little bit to you. Glory to God. And I am fussing, but I'm fussing like a parent tonight who wants his child to have everything they're supposed to have so that, therefore, when they get out of their house, they'll know how to function. They'll Amen. know how to thrive still. 
and they won't be standing around hoping that God will come through, but they'll be in the knowing that God will come through. Amen. See, this is what we're, this is our whole purpose is to create and to build a momentum in which Christians stop coming before the Lord religiously and start understanding that he is the supreme being of all. He is the creator of the universe and beyond, and he is on your side. But yet you are losing in places in life that you should be winning in because you don't know how to get him to move. Oh, help me, Jesus, in here. And so in, in, in Mark, we're going to review this then. We'll review it as this, and we'll go to a full understanding here. And so, again, in, in Mark chapter 11, uh, starting at verse number 20, he says, Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree. Die. Well, let's go beyond that. Let's go back to verse number 12. <clears throat> Matter of fact, let's look at verse number 11. He says, And Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. So when he had looked around at all things, as the hour was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not, it was not the season for figs. But yet Jesus was expecting or in expectation and noticed something off the top that his expectation was not predicated upon the surrounding conditions, okay? His, his expectation was not sur- surrounded upon, amen. His expectation was built and based upon his belief. And so irregardless of the season, he was expecting to receive from this tree. In other words, he was saying, my provision, my breakthrough, my fruitfulness should not be determined based upon the surrounding factors, yet my breakthrough should be determined by the power, amen, that, ha- that I have to supersede all other powers, and therefore my reasonable expectations, which is hunger, should be met. My reasonable, my reasonable expect that these are reasonable expectations that your mortgage should be paid. Reasonable expectation that your car note should be paid. A reasonable expectation, matter of fact, isn't that your mortgage or your car note be paid, but a reasonable expectation is that it be paid off in full. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. If your expectation is to get, see, your, your, your expectation is too low. Your expectation is having enough month to month, which puts you in subjugation to a calendar year, which means that your provision and your resources only come when the calendar says you can have it every two weeks. But Jesus said, irregardless whether it's my pay period or not, <laughs> I'm expecting something to be coming into my life, into my bosom, the favor of God to be following me consistently at all times. 
And so my expectation is not built upon the situation, but my expectation is in the word of faith that I walk in. Because you do have to remember that this was Jesus, but Jesus was the word that had became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So he is now the living word. And the living word had an expectation that he would receive some fruit from this fig tree that he saw from afar. And so what he saw from a distance, he said, I have an expectation. So by the time I arrive, what is not should become, and anything that does not become to my desire is in rebellion. Anything that is required as a necessity for your life, and necessities are measured based upon your own levels of expectation. So whatever the required necessity is for your life is a reasonable expectation that should be met, not sometime, but all the time. And for somebody, it is reasonable that your mortgage is paid every month. But to somebody else, it is reasonable that my God shall wipe this thing out completely. Because that's what kind of faith they have. And it's not that we don't all have the ability to believe on that level. It's just that we're not increasing in our faith because in order to increase in your faith, you got to increase in knowledge. You got to increase in understanding. See, there's some things you're not going to get by osmosis, and some of us are under a suicidal spell in church. We're locked in the dark in the fog while sitting in church. And we believe that because we're sitting in a building that we are walking in our faith because, Lord, I believe in God. I believe in God. No, you're just sitting there in belief. But when you start believing God, you stop sitting there mourning, and you get up there and you start moving in correlation to what it is you're expecting God to do in your life because you are not sensible enough once you're in faith. You can't be in faith and be in your senses as well. You can, you can get in your understanding, and my understanding is is that it is reasonable that when I move, it moves in my favor. When I move, it moves in my favor. I remember one year God told me uh, to go to Florida to a um, conference. This is Chairman will contest this. God told me to go, and again tonight we are praying for her, her dear friend, Sister Jerry, who just had a, a serious injury, amen, in an in, in area of her body where she cut herself very badly and it refused to stop bleeding. And again, uh, Jerry's a little seasoned in life and you understand that when people are seasoned in life, that, that blood is not as easy clotted as it should be. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and I give you praise, glory, and honor. In the name of Jesus, I thank you that all things are satisfied and done. My reasonable expectation is that this issue will not become a dreadful issue, but this issue is resolved and solved now within Jerry's body now. She has contributed and sown into this ministry, Father, several times, and therefore let the fruit of her righteousness be returned to her with perfect health right now in the name of Jesus. For as the people of God, we walk together in faith, we claim it, and we agree in Jesus' name that total healing belongs to her. So ministering angels minister healing to her right now in the name of Jesus. We bless you and we praise in Christ's name. Somebody say amen. 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 My reasonable expectation 
my reasonable, and thank you, Jesus, for it being done. My reasonable expectation is based upon my own necessity that my minimum necessity that I believe God has already met. That's why when he tells you to sow, he says when you give, don't give not only sparingly or grudgingly, but he says don't give out of necessity. And the reason we're not to give out of necessity because our necessity has reasonably already been met. So if you're not having your necessity, then there's an enemy of ignorance or a devil just sitting on your stuff that you are unaware of and not knowledgeable enough about getting him off of your stuff. You understand what I'm saying to you? So your your reasonable necessity is based upon your own individual expectation. What is your expectation? Somebody's expectation is for $2,500 a month. Another person's expectation is for $5,000 a month. Another one is for $50,000 a month. It is what is reasonable for you based upon the, the, the bare minimum of your vision, of your calling, of, your, of, of the level that you choose to live and walk in life. And if you like to go sit down and, walk, and, 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 and fine dine, then you need to make it a reasonable necessity. Somebody's ability is just to go to Popeye's Chicken and get an extra wing or two. Somebody else say that that's good and all, but I want to be able to do Popeye's if I want to, but I also need to be able to do Amen La Bohemia if I need to. Whichever way it needs to go, I need to be able to fluctuate in whichever way it needs to go. It's my reasonable necessity that I believe that I should not be living in an area in a realm of life that I have restrictions. I am starting to get annoyed with restrictions. God has not called me to be restricted. He called me to live life unlimited. Unlimited. There is no limit in God. I understand you say the sky is the limit, but, honey, when you walk in maximized faith, then you understand that there is no doggone limit. Ah, Jesus. There's no limitation to what God can do. What he's done for others, he can do for you if you end up doing what others have done, but if you're not going to walk in the faith that others have walked in, don't expect for it to be done because people that are walking in mature faith is not expecting or waiting on God. They're not waiting on God to do nothing. They're celebrating God because it's already done to them. I had told you before, they're very shocked when they get up in the morning and walk in the garage and it's not in there. They're shocked because they have moved their faith to such a realm that they have laid hold onto something that is finished already. Finished already. Finished already. Somebody say, God got finished works for me. <laughs> finished works. And if my eyes see correctly, in the heavens, I saw rubies and diamonds and streets of gold. And so, therefore, if his kingdom is to come on earth as it is in heaven, then I need to get this living room together so it can start patterning, mocking what's going on in my life in the heavens. You understand what I'm saying to you tonight? Walking in my reasonable expectation. What is my reasonable expectation? The bare minimum of my necessity, which I depict. I depict what I need for me to stay alive. Whew, Jesus. Jesus. 
Amen. Somebody else say, Lord, just give me a pair of shoes. Another person say, Lord, I need some shoes with some red bottoms. Then I need some blue navy shoes. And then I'm going to need these shoes because I am your ambassador like you said I was. And therefore, your minister of reconciliation who has been equipped and assigned and deputized to be an ambassador for you. Therefore, I represent you. And everywhere I go, I need to look like your child. I need my hair done. I need my nails done. I need my expectations met so I can represent you well. Away with this stuff that God has got you down at the bottom. He don't have you at the bottom. He's trying to raise you to the top because he's already brought you to up there. He, he said you are joint heirs with the son. You are above every principality. You are above every throne. You are above every name. Why? Because the name of Jesus is on you. So when you show up, you say no weapon formed against me. Then whatever weapon is trying to formulate itself must be cast down and destroyed. Dismantle yourself. Why? Because my power is great greater than any force that's in this world. But if I'm ignorant to the power that I have, then when I walk by my fig tree, I won't respond like Jesus responded. Let's see how Jesus did it. The Bible says, as the Jesus, in verse number 12, he says, Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry and sent afar a fig tree having leaves. He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. But in response, Jesus said to it, in response, you do not respond to anything that is not speaking. The fig tree was literally speaking to Jesus when it refused to yield its fruit. And irregardless of the circumstances, Jesus says, my power is supposed to superimpose its will over any other power in this world. So therefore, if you are not yielding fruit, if you are not yielding supply, if it is not releasing unto you the bare minimum of your necessity, it is in rebellion, and therefore you have the power to exercise authority over it. And Jesus reveals to us one of the vital principles of faith here. He tells it, he says to the tree, in response to the tree, he is talking to the tree now. And he says to the tree that no one eats from you here nor after. In other words, if you ain't going to feed me, ain't nobody going to eat from here. Oh, you better hear this. He said in response. He was responding to the tree because the tree was talking to him. The tree was trying to suggest to him that you are going to have lack from now on. And therefore, you now must take this journey all the way into the next town with no nourishment for your body. Because when before you even got to me, you was hungry. And you was expecting to eat here. But because you were not, you were not in subject, you were not in sub subjection to my voice. Because you were not subject to my voice. You rebellious spirit. I command you now to shut down your operation. So therefore, Tell them bills. What the heck are you talking about that you ain't going to be paid? Oh, y'all don't want to hear this. (laughs) See, you don't understand that that bill is speaking to you. That's why you're anxiety. 
pulling your hair out, about to throw in the towel, because you don't know what to do with this silent thing that is screaming very loud at you. I'm looking at my bank account, God. But I'm also testing my car and the functionality of my vehicle, and reasonably it only has about two more months left in it, but how can I reasonably save enough money to get a new car? My mind is going into tick-tock, tick-tock, because I'm so in my mind that I ain't stepped into the realm of the spirit where my faith must be exercised now. Because my faith says I'm not thinking about the duration of this vehicle. My faith has already supplied me a means of transportation that is favorable and likable to my liking so that I can do what God called me to do the way I need it to be done. And so, therefore, I have already settled that God has already met that need. I'm waiting for the manifestation, and therefore my ear is tuned to hear and to go after whatever I have need of. Up and my need is my desire when you're in faith. When you're in faith, your need is your desire. <laughs> because you're so busily seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness that everything you, you want, you desire, is following you, chasing you down. That's when you stop talking about faith and you start being the faith that you're talking about. You start moving on faith that you're talking about. You become the faith that you're talking about to the point that they, you become like that. You, you, he says, oh, ye of little faith. But if you would have the faith, the side as a mustard seed, a seed that cannot be cross-hibernated or breeded, pollinated, this seed that cannot be mixed with nothing else, it comes out pure. You cannot be in belief and disbelief all at the same time. You can be in worry and in praise at the same time. All right. Be anxious, be anxious for no things, but all things through prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is positioning myself to be in the posture that I get the circumvented will of God displayed and revealed to me. And the only way I can get that is if I enter into the spirit. And when I enter into the spirit, there is no flesh. There is no soul that is operating or ruling over me. But I am in subjugation to the Holy Spirit and his voice. And when I'm in that presence, there is no fear. There's no anxiety. There's none of that. So, therefore, I cannot be in true prayer, true worship true praise and be in fear. So God is trying to get me to elevate beyond my fear level so that I can operate in the spirit where I can start calling and speaking those things that be not as though they were, but understand that they be not as though they were in the spirit. Only reason, I mean, in the flesh and the only, but in the spirit, these things are, these things is, these things exist. And God is trying to bring those things that exist into your world of that is inferior to the spirit realm. By using your instrument. Mm. What is my instrument? Come on. Uh, turn to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4. Oh, Jesus. Second Corinthians 
Yes, ma'am. Second Corinthians chapter four. Okay. Verse number 13, if you would just read that for me. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Amen. That's enough. He says, look, she says, she says, that now that he said we have the same spirit of faith. When the Bible talks about having the same spirit of faith, he is not talking about a spooky deity, if you would. Okay? But what he is talking about is when he is saying that we now just have the uh, 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 same spirit of faith, he is saying that we have the same mental disposition of faith. And the disposition of our faith is, is that our faith, we believe, and therefore we speak. Paul says we all, he says, we believe, therefore we also speak. He says, uh, he says, according, though, watch it, to what is written. We believe according to what is written, okay? Now, when he's talking about what is written, he is speaking of the word of God, amen, that cannot lie, and therefore we speak the word of God. Turn to uh, Psalms 116, where this truth is actually being displayed to us. Psalms one. 16. And let me know when you get there, Sister Lou. There. Sounds Hallelujah. All right, all right, there it is. Look at verse, amen, uh, verse number 10. And if you will read verse number 10 for me, amen. I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. In my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. (laughs) Verse number 10? Of Psalms 116. 116, verse 10. It reaches this, I believe, therefore I spoke. I am greatly afflicted. Uh Verse 11 says, I said this in my haste, that all men are liars. He says, Mm -hmm. all men are liars. And so, therefore, this is what he believed, and so, therefore, that is what he spoke. I want you to keep your finger there, amen, and turn over to Genesis, if you would. Genesis chapter 2, I believe I want to go to. Genesis, Genesis, Genesis. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter number 2. Chapter 2. Yes, Genesis chapter, as a matter of fact, Genesis chapter 1, and let's look at verse number, um, yes, verse number 26. In verse 26 of Genesis 1, Scripture reads, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. You see that? He made him. He made him. And the Bible says that he made him in his own image. 
And he made him like him with his likeness. And he made him to have dominion. Because the only way that he can rule or have dominion over the earth is if he is functioning like God. He is made like God. He is made in the similitude of God. How is God made? Whenever God wanted to create something, amen, he took the, the material from which he wanted to create it from, and he spoke into the environment in which he wanted to do so. When God wanted to create man, he spoke to himself, and he said, let us make man. Well, he is speaking of the triune being of the Godhead, which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And remember, we shared that the Son was in the beginning, amen, who carried out the performance of the Father's command, and the Holy Spirit brought the path or about the power to bring about the things that the Father commanded. So when the Father commanded, let there be light, that was not a suggestion. Because in God, there was this created thing that was done in him, and therefore what was in him, he spoke out of him, and that which came out of him came to pass because everything that came out of him, he believed it. He had no he had no hibernation. He had no crossbreeding. He had believed it had been done already. It was so. So those things that be not as though they were were things that were they was as they are to him. So when he spoke it, it was done. The thing is, we lie to ourselves so much, we disappoint ourselves so much that not only do we don't believe people, but we don't really believe in ourselves too much. That's why we believe, therefore we speak that which is written, because we believe that written word we, even when we don't believe our own word. You understand me tonight? You believe, that your, you believe the word of God even when you don't believe your word. Are you understanding the words that are coming out of my mouth tonight? Amen. Jesus in here. That's a strong word right there. See, it's in him already. It's a creative thought that's expressed. You feel me? Now, here it is that God is not like a man that he should lie. The reality is God is not man, and so therefore it is impossible for him to lie. Because everything he say, it is already. So if God says there's going to be a three-headed cow sitting on your front door, you better go open up the front door. Because there's some bacon, baby, that's been delivered with three heads. Because when he said it, it came to pass. We say stuff that we have no intention or belief that it shall ever be. We're talking, it's called talking off the top of your head. You don't even believe yourself. And you speak so much defeat. Like I can barely, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right considering the circumstances. Child, I'm beneath the circumstances. Child, I'm so broke, I can't pay attention. Are you understanding what you're doing? You're made in the likeness and the image to be functional and function like God, and you're speaking like that? No wonder all men are liars. Turn back to Turn to Turn to Psalms 116. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, this is some good food. 
And I've shared this before, but this is good food. God said rehearse in the spirit tonight. At least we need to catch up and make sure we're walking right. And I'm trying to understand why the people can't do or hear what I'm saying and it relates to certain things. That's because they don't have this principle. They think you think they have it because you taught it, Pastor, but they don't have it. Maybe because they come to Bible study without a Bible. They iTunes listeners. Help me, Jesus, in here. Psalms 116, Sister Lewis. 116 and? Verse number uh, 10. Verse number 10 says, I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. In my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. And this is David speaking now. David is speaking. What, what, what did Paul say in Second Corinthians 4? He says, and now since we have the same spirit of faith, the same mental disposition, and not only is he displaying to us the mental disposition, but he's also displaying to us the vital principle. And the vital principle, again, vital meaning that which is necessary for life. He says this principle is necessary for your Christian development and progress. Paul also says in Corinthians, he says, try yourself to see whether or not you're in the faith, because you might not be in the faith like you think you are. And the only way to get to where you need to be in the faith, help me, Holy Ghost in here, is that you're going to have to get some knowledge of this thing now. So try yourself to see if you're in the faith or not. Look what, look what, look what David said. David was not in faith at all, but yet he trusted God. But what he didn't realize is that he had been made in the likeness and image of God, and therefore he was having what he spoke. David said in his haste, he said, he said this suddenly, he said it without thinking. He said, all men are liars. And guess what? Every liar in the world attracted themselves to David. Mm. All right. All men are dogs. Every dog you know show up. I am broke, and every demon of poverty has gathered himself in your in your surrounding area. So much so, you done moved them in your neighbor's house, your friend's house, your cousin, your 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 nephews, your nieces, your auntie's house. Everybody broke because you're so powerful. Oh, that you're bringing things into existence. Because that's what you believe. Girl, if I don't, I don't know what I'm, if I get this money, I ain't going to, you've already disqualified yourself. That's why you can't get a harvest off your giving because your giving is out of tradition and ritual or a requirement or duty. But it never yet became a corresponding action of faith yet. It was an exchange. See, when I give you uh, tender, I'm expecting my goods back. I give you goods, you're going to give me service. That's my expectation. That's my reasonable expectation. When I sow my seed, I'm not giving money. I'm releasing my faith. And I'm releasing my faith in exchange for something that I'm believing for. Give, and it shall be given. So when I give, I'm expecting that which should be happening in my life. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men. So, therefore, I am supposed to be coming into every accommodating and reasonable, favorable 
increasing relationship that is profitable for the, for the call of God upon my life every single day. That's why I wake up with excitement in the morning to get out that door so I can run into every, every good thing that God has for me because he's attracting it, coming my way. I've been made in the likeness and the image of God. Everything that I have need of is looking for me. Why? Because I summoned it. I summoned it. You need to summon your favor in. Summon it in. Where is the man that's paying this car, that's got, that got the release, got the pink slip to this car? Where is the man that got the deed to this car? Where is he, Lord? I believe you for it. And every time I pay my house note, it's not a bill. It's a seed into my promise. I'm seeding to my real estate. I'm seeding into my land God gave me. I'm seeding. It's not a bill. That's why you, it's dominating you because it's become your ruler. But you need to say in response to it that you are not a threat to me anymore. You are not going to threaten me mortgage. You're not going to threaten me car note. You're not going to threaten me light bill. You're not going to threaten me no more. I am done being threatened by a spirit of poverty, but I declare this day that I'm seeding now into my future. So every time I pay a car note, I'm seeding into my Roy's Royce. Every time I pay a house note, I'm seeding into my multiple business ventures. Every time, because I'm proving to God that I'll be faithful, reliable, disciplined, and structured in my lifetime so that he could trust me with more and more. And more and more. How could you say that? You're so greedy, man. No, man, my eyes just see stuff in the spirit, and I see me owning and in rulership. I don't see me subjugated to none of this lifestyle, but I see this lifestyle in subjugation to me now. So I changed my speech from all men are liars. Look what he says in verse number 12. Sing, read 12 for me. Hallelujah. Yebop sateyokotai. Yay! What will I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? And all that, what shall goodness. I give to the Lord for all his goodness, all his goodness towards me? Now watch this. He, in other words, he has now peered into a realm now that he is seeing his reasonable expectation. And he's starting to see all his benefits. Wait a minute. He went from all men being liars to stop the presser, let me get a hold of myself, because remember, I declared that all men were liars, but I said that in my haste. I said that without speaking. Let me reverse that curse now. <laughs> Let me stop that seed now. Oh, yeah, Pastor, I was one that used to declare I was broke as a joke. Oh, let me stop it now and go up in the spirit so I can see my reasonable benefits now. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Bless the Lord for all his benefits, the psalm says. Bless the Lord. Release the Lord. Empower the Lord to show you and give you your reasonable expectation. So when you get up in the spirit, you start saying, you know what? I ain't as broke as I thought I was. I know I don't have no money in my purse, but I sure don't feel broke. That's when you know you done elevated. And when you elevate into that place, See, some of y'all experienced some freedom this weekend and a release this weekend. That was God allowing you into the realm of your benefits. 
See, you were sitting there, may not have had a dollar in your pocket, but you felt like you was on a five at a five star resort chilling. Why? Because you was in your reasonable realm. You was you was floating, man. You was in that place. And you should have started declaring and naming and releasing stuff and calling it into your possession. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? He says, what should I render to the Lord? The New King James Version says, for all his benefits towards me. You got benefits. Lay your hands on yourself and say, there are benefits in this salvation package. I got benefits. I need to see what my 401k plan says in the heavens now. I may be able to get a draw on that. I need my benefits. Jesus, healing is my benefit. I'm supposed to be healed. Peace is my benefit. I'm not supposed to be stressed. Joy is my benefit. I'm supposed to be strong. I'm supposed to have benefits happening in my life. I need some love now. Call my love for it. You need to start summoning your stuff, baby. You need to start summoning your stuff. You need to call for your love. Love, come on, find me. I need you. Come on in here, peace. I need you. Joy, come on. I need you. Provision, I need you. David said, send prosperity now. Prosperity, come on through here now. We need it right through here. We need our benefits. Angels, I release you now to reward the people of God now. I release you now to reward the people of God so that they may know that this word is not failing. This word is not shy. This word is not short. This word is not a lie. This word is the word of truth. Send them some benefits tonight. So, therefore, when they woke up and done the new day, they'll walk into good pleasures. They'll walk into valuable experiences. They will walk into joy, happiness, and peace in the Holy Ghost. God, we thank you now in the name of Jesus. We are summoning our favor into our life now in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, and our Redeemer. Need my benefits. Need somebody that's bold enough and courageous enough to summon them in and say, I need my benefits. I need them. 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 I benefits come now. I need come my now. benefits. Every benefit I need, I need it right now. Come on here now. Love, come on through here. Come, come, come in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He says, He says, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? Verse 13, I will take up the cup of salvation, and I will call up on the name of the Lord, and I will pay my vows to the Lord. Now in the presence of all his people. One verse says it's better not to vow than to give the vow of a fool. Will you release something that you reasonably don't expect to come back? He says when you come to the house of God, don't draw nigh as fools, offering the sacrifice of a fool, a vow of a fool. The vow of a fool is when a, when, a, when a believer walks into the house of God, into the environment of the realm of the spirit, and don't expect nothing, just talking. Lord, come on in here if you want to. If you can, please, sir, make a way. That's a fool. But when you walk in and say, this is the day the Lord has made, therefore I'm expecting to be refilled and rejoice so that I can receive every benefit. I can be healthy enough. To receive every benefit. I can be wise enough to receive every benefit. <laughs> Y'all better hear me, man. This is how you got to start living, man. You got to start living like you're not of this world. You're not in this world. You're of this world, but you, you're in this world, but you ain't of this world. 
you out of this world. You're in a whole other realm with your expectations and your reasonable necessities are higher than the average man. And God is meeting you at your level of expectation. He says, what shall I render to the Lord? He said, I will drink of the cup of salvation. So therefore, whatever comes out of me will be a product of the renewed presence of God going into me. That's why I feed myself a healthy diet of his word. I make sure I hang out with only those that are speaking the word of truth into my life, and therefore every negative thing I reject it and speak against it. And I call and speak those things that be not as though they were until they become what God says they shall be. Amen. Amen. Benefits. 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 He's our drink of the cup. The purpose, again, of the cup is so that whatever is in that cup can get inside of you. <laughs> he said, you shall drink of the cup of salvation. Salvation, rescue, deliverance, your breakthrough, your saving. He said, what's going to bring that to you? The word of truth in you. You got to get a diet of that word in you. So therefore, that word will come springing up in you. Turn to John 4. Hallelujah. John 4. Come on, we're running out of time. John 4. John 4, when you get there. There. Yes. Let's ding John 4, verse number 13 and 14, if you would read, read that for me. 13, 14. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I gave them, I give them, will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become a, in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Eternal life. New King James says, and I shall give him, it, it will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Up into everlasting life. In other words, you get this in you. You get that word in you. Come on. So that, number one, it, it begin to flush out all that negative stuff out of you. That's why the first thing the word of God do when you get under truth and a real word of God being taught to you properly, it renews your mind. It changes the precepts of your thinking. Romans 12 says it like this. Now I beseech you, therefore, my brethren, that you present yourselves holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Why? So that you not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You need to renew your mind. You need to change the precepts of your thinking by driving out some of that stinking thinking by getting a better word in you, opposing the words that were spoken over you or to you. You're not stupid. You're not ugly. You're not a mistake. You're not a bad habit. You're not slept rock. You're not dirty. You're not a whoremonger. You're not. Stop receiving that stuff. And invest in you and speak something else into you. Replace every, every negative thought and word spoken against you. Are you understanding the words coming out of my mouth? Reject that stuff by replacing it and getting another word in you. 
And you'll start noticing when you get under a real good ministry and a real good word, you'll notice you'll start changing the way you speak now. You change the way you speak because you're changing the way you think. Okay. Remember, you are made in the likeness and the image of your God. And your God, your God gave the word of God to holy men. And he gave it by inspiration, the Bible says. By literally God breathed. And literally when God breathed, God did not breathe, breathe, breathe in, but God was exhaling out. He literally breathed out. Because, again, God cannot receive anything from us like that. God is blowing into us. He's exhaling, and we are to be inhaling. He exhales, you inhale. He exhales, you inhale. He exhales that you shall not want, you inhale, I will not want. He exhales, you're more than a conqueror, you inhale, I am a conqueror. You understand what I'm saying to you? He's, ex- he's exhaling. You got victory. You are inhaling. I am victory. You, you getting it now? So, therefore, whatever comes out of you is only that which is positive, that which is powerful, that which is influential, that which your God gave you. Yeah. And drive out that seed and that, bitter, that seed of bitterness out of you so that you can speak right and talk right. God breathes out. You exhale in. Yeah. He breathed out, you in He went out, you in You understand what I'm saying to you? Pastor Carter speaking that word, out, I'm receiving it in. Why? So I go to my fig tree, and I can breathe out on that fig tree and say, no one will eat from you here nor after. Okay. Today, I end this cycle of death because I got a fresh word in me that I want to release on every oppression, every bondage, every hindrance, every force that's trying to stop me. That's why I came to Bible study tonight. That's why I went to worship, so I can inhale. So what I, I can go tell my world by exhaling what I've been inhaling. I've been in God's presence inhaling. I said in Bible study, inhaling. Got the word of God preached to me, inhaling. Pastor prophesied the word of God to me. I inhale. So therefore, I go to my bills, my circumstances, my body, my provision, and my prosperity, and I can exhale. And everything I speak, it becomes because I've been made like my daddy. When I speak, the word goes to work, and the Holy Ghost goes into operation, brings it to pass. Give yourself a high five and say, if I done inhaled the word of God, I got something. I got something on the inside that's working on the outside. (laughs) Holiness, folks, you just say something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. The Holy Ghost on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. (laughs) The Jesus on the inside is working on the outside. (laughs) You understand? You better, honey, inhale Jesus and exhale them onto your problems. 
tell your demons, your enemies, and your fools that I showed up in the name of Jesus. And therefore, I speak to every Goliath, and I say, today, David said, he didn't say tomorrow, he said, today, I'm going to feed your carcass to the birds of the air. Today, this ends. It stops today. Somebody say, today, I got the victory in Jesus' name. Have an absolute fabulous night and sleep well in Jesus' name. Good night and Sabbath. All right, family. Good night. Mm-hmm.